to cover my ass where baffling books are reviewed but not read by yours truly. My name is Kaki. And I'm Kay. And remember, we only judge a book by its cover. And we find ourselves once more in the, in the towering stacks of your library, my, my home and some might say prison for the last 17 weeks. Um, but I'm maintaining the standards of living that I've, that I've grown accustomed to. Hmm. Uh, I want to thank you for bringing the, uh, the soy sauce and mirin. I was uh, going to say, have you not been enjoying the hospitality of the establishment? Certain facilities have left something to be desired. I'm, I, I'm, hmm. a, I'm a picky guest. Please don't take it as any kind of insult, but it is a library where I, where I now live. Well, yes. It's not, it's, not, it's not like a guest room or anything. No, I, yeah. I mean, it's not like I don't have those or anything. It's yeah, like, exactly. Nowhere like, to be found. Last week, I complained that I was I was losing my color vision, possibly yeah. due to the uh, very monolithic diet I've been enjoying. Mm. And you suggested that it might be salt deficiency, yes. that the soy sauce might help. And, well, it didn't exactly help. I mean, I'm now fully colorblind to the colors that I was used to, but I'm seeing all new ones. Oh, I very think, good. Yeah, I think I've been gaining uh, UV sensitivity. Oh, yes. It's fairly muted here, but there's, there's some bleeding around some of the edges of the windows, oh, which yeah, haven't been you, there. You yourself are a little bit UV sensitive, aren't you? Oh, slightly. You've described that you see an extra band when you when you see a rainbow. It's not like white light, but it's a little bit brighter beyond the the violet, the, the violet yeah. side. The clouds behind it usually seem to become a little bit brighter on that side. Wow. And I also get headaches very quickly if I sit and read outside and I'm not wearing sunglasses. Do like polarized sunglasses help against that, or does it need a, a specific UV coating? I think the, the UV ones, the, the UV coated ones, are better. So I'm seeing an entirely new spectrum. Um, and I've got to say, my my uh, I don't I won't say pet my my friend Velociraptor mm-hmm. uh, Guinevere she looks even more spectacular in this in the, ah, the plumage looks fantastic oh it? yeah and her and her horns she's iridescent it's, I'll it's bet completely... that the whole cataloging system makes a lot more sense now as well actually yeah mm-hmm. let's okay. talk let's talk about that so I went on a on a quest to find names for these new colors that I've been seeing yes and non spectrum colors is not is not an entry in the in the Dewey Decimal system but no. now that I can see you. I can see all the other numbers on the on the shelves and right, the index card. There you go. I finally discovered the Dewey Imperial system. I'm still trying right. to figure out That's how it good. how it's, it works. It shows that you're acclimatizing to the library. I do I do regret burning many of the index cards for heat in the in the cold months because the photos that I took did not register the ultraviolet. Uh, uh, oh dear! Are that you was, telling me that like it's got filters, right? You know, I have damn a, early twenty first century technology. iPhone five S. We live in. This is still the early twenty first century, isn't it? Well, your camera surely is from the early twenty first century. Yep. Yep, cannot fault your logic. So I found a few examples of colors, and I'd like to yeah. run them past you as a, as a person who's been mm-hmm. sensitive. So yeah. I found some. Uh, oh, let me see. Well, obviously, Huluwu, the super intelligent state of blue uh, yeah. from uh, Douglas Adams. Uh, that's obviously my favorite. Larry Niven and Ambrose Bierce independently described light as actinic, um, which I believe is also like when you when you gaze at too bright a light, what it does to to your retinas. Right, and it kind of leaves a little the, the after image. Yeah, know, usually in the in the opposite color. Oh, the most useful uh, were from uh, uh, actually the Klingons in a in a, in a book by uh, Majlis Larson uh, described Amarclor and Kalish, and red by contrast is black to them. Oh. Which may explain that quite is, a bit about their uh, interior decorating yeah, style. Yeah, I guess that means that they're not so sensitive to uh, exactly u- to uh, to infrared and more to uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. UV. That, yeah. that their vision ends at uh, at, at orange yellow. Yeah, uh, and then moves on. Uh, octarine, obviously. O- o- Terry Pratchett. Terry yes. Pratchett. Very good. 
the color of magic. Uh, that's, that's from the book that it's from. Yes. Octarine is the yes, color of magic. It is the color of magic, yes. of course. And in, in Star Wars canon, uh, there's a whole bunch of UV colors that, like, the Hut and the Kaminoans can see. Okay. Uh, Burl, Crynor, Nusp, and Onsible. There is something to be said for extra colors. And then, you know, even linguistically, colors develop over time, you know? It's like that Japanese oh, yeah. didn't have the word for green. It was the same as blue. Color differentiation can be very selective and local, depending on the culture. Yeah. To a Greek person, light blue and blue, I've been given to understand, yeah. would be as different as to us red and light red, which is pink. Like, we would not look at pink and call it red, but that's because we have particular associations okay. with light red, right. and other cultures, cultures don't have that. Uh, like, the first thing that languages usually develop is the difference between light and dark, black and white. Mm. That's the first one that goes. Then, then it's usually red, green, or uh, blue. And, primaries. Uh, yes. And then after a while, that's more so and more... Uh, How did they know seems, what's primary? Well, there seems to be a, there seems to be a fairly consistent... Uh, a way in which the uh, this develops per language. It's not it's not entirely one on one. No, of but course. you can see, yet broadly speaking, these there are certain trends. And the distinction between blue and green linguistically is usually one of the latest ones to uh, to show yeah. up. I remember reading this bullshit article positing that blue didn't exist or weren't perceived until a much later century. Because yeah. Supposedly, like, it's never mentioned as a color in the Bible. Yes, it is. Yeah. And their biggest evidence came from uh, Homer, the uh, the Greek writer. Yes who described a sea the colour of wine, and he had all these really weird comparisons of, of blue things to other things. Yeah. But he had all these weird comparisons of colours to other colours because the fucker was colourblind. Probably colourblind, yeah, yeah. just as I am now. So, it's, me uh, and Homer, two peas in a pod. Well, maybe you should reread it. It's on shelf 14 through 18. Uh, is that is that in Dewey Decimal or Dewey Imperial? So, what do we have in store for our readers this today? Week? Yeah. Yes, we have a book. Uh, you wouldn't believe it. Oh no way! It's another one from uh, the Il Romanzi di Urania series. Costs another blistering hundred and thirty liras. It's a book by uh, Jerry Sol. Yeah, you, we're really struggling to. Jerry Soul. Jerry Soul. Maybe it's a S H O L in the German style. Right. Uh, the book is called Vampiri della Morte. Oh. I've said this before. I love a book title that's, that, that does what it says on the tin, or at least pretends to. Right. The, just... the Vampires of the Dead. As you mentioned, it's, uh, it's I Romanzi di Urania, and that is, on the one hand, you can translate it as the novels of Urania, because Urania was yeah. a, a famously serious science fiction uh, magazine, but you mm-hmm. can also describe it as the romance of Urania if you, if you type yeah. it into, into Google Translate. And I mean, vampires do have a certain uh, romantic... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were very... uh, Sensual. Artistic. Yes. They're beautiful. They're tragic. They they hunger for satisfaction of their uh, insatiable... uh, Desires and thirst. There's a hedonism. That's right. Yes. Well, the the front cover... Pro-hedonic. It shows... um, a very clear character who definitely would... I'm trying to remember the other vampire writer. Anne Rice. Anne Rice, yes. That, just the, the look of him with the head tilted back, yeah, the, the high the... collar, the <laughs> slightly wild hair and the expression on his eyes. You mean it, it, Giro Federico? Giro, yes, of course. Giro Federico. Yes. He has, a, to my eyes, like a North African affect. A little bit. See what I mean? He's got the... Uh, right. It's not It's not like an Arabic cheeks or... And, uh, of course, the, the, the print is very peculiar. It's, 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 it's so heavily stylized. Like yeah, he, he he strikes me as a as a what's a, like you've got <clears throat> sub-Saharan Africa, you've got super-Saharan Africa, is um, that, Mediterranean you Africa, Moroccan, Tunis, uh, Libya, that entire thing. But that was all like Roman occupied at at some point. Quite a bit of intermingling there. So oh, what was it later called? Byzantium. 
Byzantium, yes. The, the, uh, yeah, the North Carth- African Roman the Empire of Carthage. Furthermore, in the background, we can see the, uh, the fighter jets of Strix Squadron soaring across the sky. Against a burning background. Yes, I think those are meant to be the nuclear fires at the end of the Second World War, basically wiping out the, the southern part of the German uh, Empire, uh, basically Whoa, separating yeah. the northern part of Italy and sending it uh, in, into its post-fascism yeah, state. Yeah, yeah, cutting, cutting an impenetrable swath of radiation across the, the middle of yeah, the Basically, the, the yeah, some, so much for skiing culture. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's just, skiing, it's, isn't it? Originally, maybe, in German. Yeah, well, no, no, yeah. and, and uh, Norwegian, I think... Originally, it it, it, it it was popularized in Britain in travel magazines in like the 19th century, and mm. they brought back the Norwegian spelling, which is S-K-I, but it's pronounced she. Irish, she. Oh, okay. In the same way that in, in Austria, it's, it's, it's Skifahren. But they have a weird accent anyway. If you want to be Germano-normative <laughs> about it, then the Austrians, I guess, have a weird accent. And, <laughs> like, it's all Hochdeutsch for us. And then we have, oh, God, I had notes. Oh, no. What if I don't find my notes and you beat me to it and then suddenly we have to deal with your name for this person? Oh no, I don't have a note for it. Oh no. Quick, I write a new one. Yeah, I don't <laughs> even have a I don't even have a pen because I know what he's called. Because it's the Italian uh, Jack Skellington. It's Giacomo Skelentro. Giacomo Skellentro, yes. The uh... Yep. I can leave it to you because yeah. you've read the same book. Giacomo Skelentro. That's the yes. other figure. It's the uh, head of Franco's ghouls. Of Franco's ghouls. Yes. yes. The, 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 the Spaniards who are now the trying s- to muscle in on uh, the Italian territory. Right. I forgot there was all these pan-European fascist themes in this book. Oh, uh, yeah. The, the Italians were really uh, obsessed with dealing with their fascist uh, history during the Second World War. Fiction has always been a way for different cultures to deal with their own past in a fiction like give me one of those notes again because i I think i'm gonna i think i think a lot of what i had on here is is probably not going to be germane to our conversation because i thought it was about rival bands rival music bands because that's how a lot of culture is fought out you remember uh oh what was it a very early movie yeah. with val kilmer top secret yes, yes exactly where he as a as an american uh musician was invited to the the eastern block and yes. then uh, engaged as a spy, and I think it was even a parody of a parody of lots of new things. Well, Monsieur Frederico is uh, the lead singer of uh, Benito's Bone Squad, the goth pop faction, with his uh, uh, with his fantastic uh, uh, attire and coiffure, with his, uh, I mean, in his case, not pale skin, but those intense eyes, his wild hair, the uh, like, really predating the 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 Nouvelle Vague, the new wave of the of the eighties, right? Oh, I see. Yes, I mean, I mean yeah. you look at him. If you look at his hairstyle, it's like it's definitely the what the hair bands thing would would like devolve into. Yeah, it's a little yeah, bit yeah, coming yeah. back to the fifties. The the you know the oh, the, the, the greasers. Fe- yeah, the greasers. That's it's clearly yeah, got that more aha uh-huh, style. Yeah, exactly. uh, it's like the comeback. Uh, it's like seagulls. It's a counter movement against the hair bands of the seventies and I the eighties. I did early have 80s. a note for it. It says it right here: rival futurist music bands. Despite there being the vampiristic, hang on, I have the vampires my, I have of the dead. Notes. Ah, here we go. The, the neo-fascist undead uh, fighting which goes on in Vichy Italy. In v- well, that's the, Vichy Italy. This, this, yes, of course, that's why the Vichy regime in in Italy famously collaborated with Stalin. No, with the Hungarians, it's just the same as uh, oh, same Hungarian, as the French did. But course. rather than actually joining them as the Axis, it was more of a collaboration. The northern part of Italy, the Po region, that was kind mm-hmm. of ceded to. Germany, which is why the book starts off with that whole part being bombed into a nuclear wasteland. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, almost as if the as if the author um, did not have much truck with 
Italian geography and wanted to simplify things for himself. They wanted the, basically the terrain and the, the the attitude of the South without having to deal with those nasty Northerners. So they, once they just like bombed oh, them out of existence, yeah. then all of Italy could be as wealthy as the North, which no longer existed, but still have the culture and the... Yeah, there's a bit uh, of fanciful thinking there. Well, yes. That is a core value of fascism in general. This toxic nostalgia for... Um, an imagined time in history that never really existed, an imagined state oh, absolutely. of the, the yes. nation of the culture that never really existed. Yes, I mean, that, that's like definitely one of the political myths that fascism likes to address and uh, yeah. uh, poison the debate, but basically frame, no, frame, frame the debate is probably the better, the, debate, way to, well, uh, the better way to put it. Infected with, with these uh, a priori assumptions that uh, uh, there is such a thing as a, a just-in condition for the states to, to be in. Yes, and, and, and typically the enemies thereof are academia and journalists and artists. Yes, and, and, you know, like Benito's Bone Squad. Which is curious that it's uh, uh, Ciro Federico, the, the flock of seagulls-looking gentleman, named this band Benito's Bone Squad, whereas behind him we have... Did I write Giacomo? Giacomo yeah. Scalentro. Giacomo, that's right, yeah, I forgot. Well, I always have... Shit, there he is! Giacomo Scalentro! I have these notes. Why can't I leave my own notes? <laughs> yes, who is in, who, who leads the band, the Skeletri di Anarchia, the, the Skeletons of Anarchy. He is yes. very skeletal. And for the readers at home, if you look down at your podcasting device, preferably about 10 minutes ago now, that would have made a lot more sense, uh, you should, should be seeing uh, mm. the cover of today's book. And if not, you can check the show notes for an image and a link because... Gosh, I mean, we haven't had we haven't had many covers where so little is going on. There are there are two figures, um, some jets in the background, some some fire. Uh, oh yes, and there's the little tentacle koala oh. clinging to. Do you see him? Right. Yes, the good little to, goo monkey clinging to, yeah. to Chiro Federico. Bobina. Yeah, I felt. Yes, Bobina. Obviously, I've recently befriended a Velibraptor, uh, uh, and we have a close working relationship where we go hunting for bookworms together. And I consider her a friend, and it's it's, it's a peculiar it's a peculiar thing to have this kind of relationship. That's not that's not like a pet. I mean, I was trying to trap a Velibraptor and got stuck in the glue traps for two weeks, twice. Yes, in, in, I in mean, fact, I'm, as you as you recall, you really should have called me uh, again. My iPhone five S doesn't pick up your seven G network, uh, so. Not a lot of opportunity for that. So when the third and time the belt, that I got and the stuck, the cord was out of reach, of course. Yeah, because I was stuck in the uh, in the trap, trap for yeah. a, a third time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was actually Guinevere who got me out of it. Oh. She uh, uh, she peeled me down. Uh, the first few encounters were a little bit rough. Is that how you lost the skin on your fingers? Uh, no, that was still the glue trap oh, that you yes. pulled me out of. Oh, Do you right. recall? Do you recall how oh. you just grabbed me by the... Well, it usually works. I didn't think the glue traps would be stuck to the ground the way they were. You know, well, like... they're your glue traps, so yeah. I don't know what to tell you, Kate. Anyway, <laughs> bygones be bygones. I'm not dwelling, you're dwelling. But so I've, I've, I've really enjoyed her company, and I can, I can really empathize with uh, Ciro Federico mm-hmm. uh, from Benito's Bone Squad, um, who who likewise befriended and adopted, in, in, in his case, much more, uh, Bonita, little, this little... I mean, you Bobina. called her... Uh, Bobina, pardon me. No. You called her like a ghoul monkey. Uh, My Italian's not so great, so I wouldn't know how to translate it, actually. Sorry, what? Translate what? Translate how uh, uh, Jerry Soul describes Bobina in the in the book. Do you remember right. how he describes her? It, well, it. it's it. So uh, Chiro uh, rescues Bobina from the... Uh, 
nuclear wasteland that is the uh, the Po Valley. But I think it's 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 one of the scenes when he's sitting in the graveyard trying to get inspiration for his album. Oh yeah, uh, when he's it's, super uh, when, goth when, when he sees the, he sees the, the reflection of, oh, yeah. of the moon in Bobina's huge eyes, and then it, it turns oh, into his yes. tense moment where he's actually thinking that. I mean, there's obviously stories about vampires hanging around those. Uh, graveyards later on in the book so much book left to go god <laughs> first so the first part she's scared of it but uh, as anyone would be uh, it's probably a good healthy reaction he finally realizes that it's actually kind of kind of cute tempts little bobina out of the skeletal and it's, tree and it's that lonely. it's in it's, it's, it's alone because as a, as a freshly as you as is described a, a mutant from the irradiated yes. valley like there aren't any others of its kind we don't even know what species it it mutated from right well, of course, then it, uh, it, 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 it soon adopts the uh, pose that you can see on the book cover. And yeah. I guess that explains Ciro's uh, uh, expression Gordon's as well when he, uh, when he gets his first run-in with one of the bone hounds, which are uh, running around the uh, place. which mutated Well, I suppose those, that's just one of the dogs or, or maybe... Yeah, wolves. In the 50s? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's definitely wolves in that point. Uh, yeah, they had during, during the too. war. No, not like around here, but I think we, we got... They're back, here. though. I know, they are. To, uh, to our, our great... I mean, pride and, and for some people worry, but they are, a, they are oh, what's it called? A keystone species who have enormous impact on the, on the right. ecosystem around yeah. them to the, the stabilize. I remember the story of, uh, 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 of, of Yellowstone Park. Yes, where, where uh, it basically changes the course of rivers even because they keep, yeah. the, uh, they keep the big grazers away from the riverbank. From the wetlands until the beavers move in. Which completely changes the, the ecology. Again, yeah. And then the bur- and, and yeah, exactly. And the dams come in and then the aquifers change and the birds move in again. Yes. And just this, this enormous ecological change. And this all because from- of parachuting wolves with mice. <laughs> that was so cool. Where were they sent again? It was, it was uh, Wisconsin. As a, as a crack team of Canadian wolves that were airdropped into Wisconsin to take care of the moose population and make babies. <laughs> yes. So good. <laughs> And someone turned it into a little comic, or you can see this wolf dangling down on a parachute and a warrior looking at the moose going there. And then there's like you pulling out this big combat knife. Oh, it's just a like, knife. Oh. Just, yeah. whack, whack, whack. That's what became of the uh, the wolves in the Po Valley, the Boathouse. Do we know any other places in the north of Italy? I mean, so, uh, my, my geography. If you go, so if you great. go all the way to, to the other side, you have Genoa yeah. and a little and bit more further north, Milan. I think the, north? the Po goes all the way up to the to the Alps on that side. Or I think it's oh. Dol- I think it's the Dolomites. Where's, on that side. where's uh, Piedmont? Piedmont. I have no idea. You know, the foot of the mountain. There's got to be mountains uh, somewhere. But well, the whole north is part. Of Italy is the foot of the mountains. Maybe Piedmont. Uh, P- Piedmont. Yeah. Oh, I, I really don't know how to Piedmont, pronounce it. Uh, yeah, me neither. It's uh, mia Poligesi. That's not even Italian. That's not even Italian. What I just said. I'm so sorry. Um, Scusi. Scusi. <laughs> That's it exactly. Mi scusi, mi scusi, mi yeah. maxima scusi. I, I wonder if I could, I could like break out any of my my clumsy schoolboy Latin and impress them. Probably that would work better on on Romanians than on Italians. Oh, uh, well, Romanian sounds very Italian. I've got a Romanian colleague, and uh, yeah, but have you ever seen it written? It looks like no. dyslexic Latin. <laughs> I don't know. Don't, I'm dyslexic, I, and, I, and I don't speak Latin. So it's <laughs> well, maybe you can read Romanian. I could try it. I mean, like, it's, it's always very hard. When he's on the phone and talking Romanian, it sounds like he's just, like, yapping away in high-speed Italian. But he talks very... Even in English, he speaks very fast. So. I had a Romanian colleague as well. She was absolutely great. And her kids were so smart. Uh, but yes, they speak very fast and enunciate very clearly and mm. they have their ideas all, all, all in order. I know a few Swiss people and the, the third or fourth language of Switzerland is Romansh. Yeah. Which 
also like Romanian derived from oh, yeah. uh, vulgar Latin, but it almost sounds more like Portuguese. We were in that area once uh, uh, on, a, um, on a on a motorcycle trip. Oh wow! And between us, we spoke French, English, German, and Dutch. And we that could no and we could not all. communicate at all with these people. <laughs> which, was, wait, which region was that? That was like the, the, the southern part of uh, Switzerland, uh, up against the Italian border. Oh, okay. That, well, I guess now yeah. that it, in this fiction it has been completely nuked to oblivion. Well, no, it's, be, it, it's nuked in oblivion in the book by in the book, yeah, by not Jerry Soul, not in not, not in this one, not in, not in our not world. in our universe. <laughs> where in our universe, like the only place that has been that is where a swath has been cut through any continent is the, is the, the United States of America with the gay belt. Yes, from, absolutely. It's still there. there. It's, again, it was the South Florida. It's from, it's, from, it, it, no, no, it's from North Dakota down to North Georgia. North Dakota, that's what you said, down to, down to, yeah, down to the coast of Florida through, yes. through Georgia. Yeah, That's lovely, that whole you. belt right across uh, Kentucky. Do we and, know which uh, episode it was that we referenced that in? Um, that was the... Um, it was it, Operation Damocles, I know it was that. Oper- yeah, it was I Operation I don't know Damocles. the number of the... 15. 15. Yeah, 50, yeah, it's two, uh, two episodes ago, I I'm think. sure that this is great for any of our readers at home who are mainlining all episodes <laughs> in a row. They're like, you just did this! It was 45 minutes ago, you just did it! <laughs> we record these episodes roughly at the same uh, speed at which they're aired, only we've got a little buffer. According between. to some theories, we recorded... All of the first, like, 52 episodes in one feverish evening in, 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 in late 2018. It's a very long evening. It's the only way to explain why we keep referring to the, the, the podcast Segway Awards of 2018, despite the fact that we're well into 2019. Yes, and I this still is... haven't got a Segway. <laughs> you haven't? No. Readers at home, I want you to know something about my co-host Kay. He has an electric skateboard. It is the dopest thing, but it is also the most disappointing thing because it does not make the noise that it should. It doesn't have the jets and soundboard. It doesn't board. have the jets. No, it does go. That is pretty cool. It is. It doesn't do the. So we'll clearly have to have it modified. But it makes sense if you can just add a soundboard. Ah, yeah, of course. I mean, you can make like, it sound like whatever. They always say that, like you know, electric cars should have like extra noise added to them, and like so that you can hear them coming. Yeah, when you put your headphones in. I don't. I don't see the problem. I mean, it's like. No, oh, so I am someone who does a lot of walking next to, yeah. next to the road. Like I skip the bus and I get a, like a half hour's walk to the station and from the station when, when I go to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I turn my headphones up pretty loud because I'm yeah. walking next to the cars. Uh, and so if one of the cars happens to be electric and is not making any noise, I stand a very poor chance of noticing them. Deaf people manage to manage traffic without a significant increase of... Uh, this is true. It's this is, true. I think we it's have just a matter facilities of, for deaf yeah. people where we have... Uh, We've got those ripped sidewalks so they can feel their way. No way. That where texture indicates like where, where yeah. the sidewalk stops. But that's for blind people, not for deaf people. Oh, yeah. Wow, I just went along with you there. <laughs> yes. But also when you press the button for the, the, the pedestrian crossing... The clicker, yeah, that's also yeah, for blind people. That is correct. <laughs> oh, God, I'm so sorry to our listeners. It just occurred to me, yeah. We're not going to have a lot of... Hey, let's not be exclusionary. No, no, no. no. There are transcript technologies True. and there are people who have various levels of, of uh, uh, hearing disability. It's one of the reasons why our podcast is released in mono, but uh, we record it in stereo. We have two different... Uh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I always mix it down to mono in, in post because there are some people out there who, yeah, like they have one deaf ear. Oh, yeah, and you want to get Yeah, and you want to be able to to, uh, to hear both voices in one ear. Or you only want to put one one headphone. I have great sympathy for our, our hard of hearing yes. uh, readers at home. Back to Northern Italy. 
Let's see, where did we leave off? Yeah, so we had we, we, we had had two rival Ciro, bands. Ciro had just acquired Bobina and he's now sending it on. It's her, is it, is it established in I've the been, book? Uh, I mean, Italian is a is a is a is a gender biased language. Yeah, so she's you know, bit, yeah. So I don't know that. Uh, uh, I mean, it's it, it's not il. Uh, what, yeah. what do you say, Bobina? It's it, it's la Bobina, but that, well, that maybe it ends in an a, a. So it's probably a feminine name anyway. Right, but he doesn't he doesn't know, and the. Um, I mean, yeah, okay, we can we can use feminine pronouns. That's that's. I think that's yeah. fine, but I don't know whether. Ghoul monkey just happens to be a feminine gendered name. Yeah, that's in, a good point. In, 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 I mean, and shit. Yes, yeah, I have to admit that I, I read the translation of the original Italian because. Like, oh God! I, so I was I, struggling on my I, own. I didn't. I told you that we were the last book from the series. Remember, I don't speak Italian. Yeah, but it's you like, also <laughs> mentioned that you use your your Kindle, where you can just press on a word and get it translated. That's what True. I was doing. I was running my iPhone five S with uh, oh, okay. word lens. Yeah, it's like it's not like so yeah, at least you know some Latin. I don't even have that, so it's like. No, it's like, for me, Italian's just like so I far. Know. Okay, so I'm far out very, my. Very generous in how much Latin I know. Like, I know some things about Latin. Mm. I know that they didn't have words for yes and no because mm. Latin is too precise to require that. Yeah, so if someone asks you in Latin, would you like a cup of tea? You say, I would, not yes. No, yeah, okay. Yeah. You say declarative statements that contain all the information that is that is necessary. That's why, oh, yeah, Romanian, despite the fact that it's a romance, it's a Latin language, mm-hmm. not a Slavic language, they have da and nie. Loan words okay, from, from their Russian. Slavic neighbors, yeah, that were, that were extremely... So that they could say yes and no, which mm. did not exist in their source language. Oh, interesting. Okay, let's let's well, essentially name these. Okay. We have uh, Skeletri di uh, uh, Anarchia or Arachnia, the yeah. X-ray anarchists, and then we have uh, Benito's Bone Squad, led by uh, Ciro Federico, which is more of a, a Geiger punk band. Mm. Despite Geiger being, I mean, it's something that influenced Geiger. At least, I mean, it would if it had Jerry Soul about- known about. Geiger and not Giger. Oh, yes, sorry. The the Swiss Giger. gross sex robot That's the artist. That seemed more in line with the rest of this book. You're absolutely right. Maybe he took a lot of inspiration from yeah. Oh, I just thought of I Okay, I have a I have a friend in in in, in Basel, Switzerland. Yes. He's a he's an amazing artist, a, a psychedelic artist. He he was going to meet his idol H.R. Uh, Giger, I think yeah. his uh, his name, who, who did the the biomechanoid, he designed the the alien, alien, alien. yeah, that's yeah, being, very the, being the famous one of the most famous. Uh, things. All of his stuff is very sexual. And and he, very did the, he did a lot of decor and other design artwork for that Dune movie that never got made, didn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Khodorovsky's Dune, that's the one. Uh, which finally a lot of it got revealed in that documentary, which is so great, which included Khodorovsky and his. His son, and there is some tension between right. those guys. Anyway, long story. But he back. was supposed to, long story long. He was supposed to meet with with HR Giger. Yes, uh, and it was, and then HR Giger had the goal to fucking die oh. on him like a week beforehand, and it was it was so crushing, but kind of on brand. For uh, you Giger. know what they say: you should never meet your heroes. I still want to. In, in uh, uh, oh, in Gruyere, there's a the uh, cheese. No, the city in Switzerland. Oh. The cheese is named after the city. Oh, learn something new every day. What? Okay, you've you've just told me that you went on a motorcycle ride through yes through Switzerland. We ended up in Italy. This might tell you something about our navigator <laughs> at the time. <laughs> 
I think it is in Gruyere. There's a Ishankigi museum mm-hmm. where a lot of his works are kept. And there's a little uh, a cafeteria there where you can go. And all the chairs are like biomechanoid oh, horrors that you could sit in. And the only drinks I've been told that they served are either like white and milky or black and oily. <laughs> and they don't tell you the ingredients. Do you want do you want cum or do you want reactor like- sludge? <laughs> So white and milky, um, I think Benito's Bone Squad. I think Chiro Federico, the uh, the the, the yeah. North African goth, and like black and oily. I think Giacomo Scalentro, the the Scaletri, the, right. the, the Rania, so, the X-ray anarchist, who's standing there. I mean, he's sort of standing there, like, I mean, behind him is the as you described the nuclear fire, fire yeah. across the. But he's sort of standing there. Fuck yeah! Like it's like it's and Burning Man. Talking about uh, Jaco Scaletro here, how his head oh, yeah. is clearly a skull. Yes, but his body is a zentai with bones painted on it. Yes, it and is I'm a spandex <laughs> bodysuit with some bones painted on. But it. his head is an actual skull. So this seems like someone who, much like much like Bobina, was mutated in yes. in, in these fires. Like he's like some like like redhead thing. from the Marvel universe or whatever it is. Uh, what the fuck is, are you talking got about? This redhead skeleton Nazi guy from. Uh, I know. Wait, readers at home, I know what he's talking about. I'm not going to fill it in. I'm going <laughs> to please. Kay, I invite you to keep. <laughs> Keep mentioning words until you... Talking about this superhero bad guy, uh-huh. red, red skeleton head type, the bad guy from... Uh, Captain America. Right. Well, not just Captain America. It was also the one with uh, the Red Witch and her silver surfer, but no brother. Uh, what's his name? The speedy guy. No. Was he Hellboy's of... bad guy? He was Hellboy's. No, also, also no. Not. No, no. that was... No, no. That was Mike Mignola. That wasn't Marvel. Uh. Let's walk through this. Well, this guy is the same guy. Who's... He's played by the same actor who does... Um, Priscilla, Priscilla, Queen, Priscilla of... Queen of the Desert. Yes. <laughs> yes, I love that that's the credit. We don't go... You know, he was, the, he was Agent Smith in The Matrix. No, we don't go. He was Elrond in in fucking Lord of the Rings. No, he was one of the one of the awesome drag queens, in Priscilla, in Priscilla Queen, of, Queen of the Desert. Yes. Because that's oh, that's where our priorities yeah. lie. Uh, what's his Hugo name again? Weaving. Hugo Weaving, Hugo of course. Weaving, yes, who was not in Hellboy? Uh-huh. There's no skull faced people. Skull face. In- was that his name? Oh no! Did you it's give it not. away? No, no, I didn't. I mean, it seems like <laughs> that was more like Frisky Dingo. No, uh, Venture Brothers, right? What? No, uh, there's no. That was the the monarch. That's the one, Frisky Dingo. Hillface yes. was in Frisky Dingo. Okay, but what's the name of this red? I just skeleton? told you. I'm gonna I'm gonna guide you. I'm gonna be your fucking Virgil. You know, I know bugger all about superhero movies. Into, you opened this box of Pandora. <laughs> But we will get there together. Kay, I believe in you. I believe that you can do this. Okay. You actually named a villain from Cow and Chicken. Oh, you that, have gone through the, the entire fucking he called, no, no, he's like he, He's like Rear Admiral uh, 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 Pantsalist or whatever his name is. Like he plays he all has the, many names. The devil character. Yes. So oh. this guy's called Red Skull, Red Face. You nailed it. There you got it. It is Red Skull. I'm so proud I pretty of you. I started with Red Skull, didn't you I? Did? No, that's the, the guy. With, I said the guy with the that's Red Skull. Hey, and this, who is the editor? <laughs> who is going to decide whether you said Red Skull or not? Okay, so this what is White chances? Skull. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he did have his face blasted off. And I can sort of understand that when you've been irradiated like that and you and you survived and you look in the mirror and you see just a skeleton and then you look down and you see like the stump of your neck and the rest of your body is kind of okay and muscular and, and kind of fit. And you kind of go, oh, oh, what if I'd gone the whole way and then I'd be really 
skeletri di, ana- di anarchia. Could just be a stage personality. Well, that his his makeup process is to take a a fucking potato knife and scrape the meat yeah, off just, his like, skull hangs bones. It, hangs it on the side for a bit, and at the end of the performance, he puts it back. Oh, on. that's horrible! That's so horrifying that he just takes his face. Yes. Off. Leaders at home. I made the gesture that. The face. This is really enjoyable to our our readers at home who uh, can the, neither see the lovely, no, the lovely so- noises. Yes. Yeah. Well. Okay. Well, Let's look at what's on the board, by the way, because we've we've missed out on a few things as we've as we've gone here. So, set in Vichy, Italy, we have the neo-fascist undead. I mean, we've got Geiger punks versus X-ray anarchists. How are we going to resolve this? There's the Vampirini fanboys. The Vampirini fanboys. The yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yes. Octaviano, Ichidoro, and Calogero. Yes. They work for Vampirelli, which is an undead uh, tire manufacturer, but that's their daytime (laughs) job. (laughs) Who is also the manufacturer of these windowless super jets. Absolutely. Yeah, we're going great. From the Strix Squadron, yes. From the Strix Strix Squadron, Squadron. yes. Strix, by the way, what's that a reference to? That's the uh, name of the um, bird-like creatures from Greco-Roman mythology. Oh! Oh, I didn't know. What are their, yes. what are their properties? Like bloodthirsty raptor beak birds. Whoa. Okay, I'm kind of eyeing uh, <laughs> Guinevere, who's sleeping there in the. In the She's not really raptor beaks. Well, that's that's only because she's yes. still waiting for that uh, cuttlefish shell, by the way. Oh, yes, I couldn't find one. I'm sorry mm. about that. Maybe she's a Strix. Have you been waking up with puncture marks in your veins or arteries and like. Doesn't not- everyone? No, not usually. Oh, it's, well, it's not even it's not even a regularly reported uh, side not. effect of uh, spending lots of time in the library. I mean, the the, the color blindness wasn't really. I've got little red dots whenever I wake up, and I, no. and I wake up a little bluer. I thought you said she loved the bookworm cores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're mm. they're, they're her staple diet, at, and in the evening she likes to cuddle up with me and enjoy my my oh. body heat, and then I just. I just feel so sleepy. Yeah, she's yeah. suddenly up to me. I just feel so sleepy. And then I wake up, usually a few days later, and uh, yeah, I've got these. I'll see if I can bring you some liver pate. It sounds like you need to keep up your that iron count. Sounds great. Yeah, I mean, I've made poultices out of bookworm livers. God, we've been doing great with this with this <laughs> cannon that we were. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> At the expense of this book, that do you remember how? How curious we were how it was going to end. Well, it turns into a bit of the Battle of the Bands, of course, yeah, where exactly. Bobina gets sent out to first spy on uh, the uh, uh, Skeletri, the Anarchia, uh, to g- uh, get a, a hold of their set list where they can... Yeah, uh, their set list for uh, Uome in Fiamme, the irradiated burning man held in the yes. Po Valley, accessible mm-hmm. only to those who were already like semi-undead or mutated. Or willing to risk it. Or willing to risk like, it, yeah. You know how fanboys are, it's like, oh. You'd have to literally die to go see the contest. Worth it! Uh, yeah, certainly for uh, Ottaviano, Ichidoro, and Calogero. Yes, they're like the, I mean, the they're Vampirini. typical absolute fanboys making their way to the north of Italy in their Fury Road esque vehicles. Oh yeah, with the Vampirelli tires. Yeah, uh, underneath and really, I fucking love it. <laughs> blasting through the barricades so they can course down the wasteland, paving yeah. the path for the other less well-equipped fans. In Set the, upon by the the road. Commandos of the rival bands, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Grazia, Nuncia, and, and, and Orazia, because <laughs> for some. That's. The, hey, whoa, those are just normal Italian women's names. Okay. Grazia, thank you. Annunzia uh, is like a w- well spoken and no, uh, crazy, the crazy one. Grazia and Orazia both mean grace. Oh, okay. Grazia. I know Grazia, so that's, I didn't know it was actually a name. Una poca de gracia in Spanish. 
right? Yes. When, when they, when they, a little, bit of, like a little, a, little yeah. bit of grace. A little bit of grace. I didn't know that was like grazia. mambo number five, you know, a little bit of grace in that regard. I was about to call you out because I was actually talking about like La Bamba, but yeah. the connection between La Bamba and mambo number five was excellently handled there. But yeah, I thought it was more like a reference to oratory, oratia. Like Those are false friends. We know a few European languages, so we have some advantages when we see other European languages and we rec- recognize what's called cognates, mm-hmm. words that just seem similar. And then you think, well, maybe they think they mean the same thing. And sometimes they don't, and then yeah. they are false friends. Like in Italian, apparently, there's a huge difference between grazie, uh, thank you, gra- yeah. uh, you know, uh, uh, gratefulness, yeah. and grazia, the, oh. uh, the, 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 the grace. Oh, okay. Surely you have, like, non-native Dutch-speaking uh, uh, friends who have looked at certain words and thought that they must be extremely similar. Like, um, yeah. school and school, well, right? One of them means school, and one of them is soul, the, the fish. Like, yeah. very obvious to our ears, yes. very hard for people who don't right. share those phonemes. Or even in English, where man and woman have a completely different root. All right. So, uh, it so yeah, we have Battle the, of the Bands. Battle of the Bands now also being fought by their by their fans and their employees. We oh have yeah, the, it turns the, into, like the, the roadies versus the pit has nothing on it. It turns into an actual Italian style battle with switchblade knives. And there's a lot of switchblades down in the. Uh, uh, I mean, this is mostly the southerners in in Italy, right? Especially Corsicans. Have been yes, like, I've read <laughs> I've read Asterix and Obelix. And, and, I know when they visited Corsica exactly. that they had fucking switchblade gladii and yes. switchblade men here. Switchblade spears. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Corsicans are Southerners, right? Oh, well, I guess yes. they made it up to the... Uh, yeah. uh, uh, what do we say? Uomo in Fiamme, the Radiant yes. Burning Man concert. Yes, wow. they have. Can we finish the book now? Oh, uh, yeah, we can. So Bobina being sent off to uh, mess with the Sabotage. soundboard of the... Yeah, uh, that's right. Of the di Anarchia, setting off their pyrotechnics early at the moment that, that the band members are standing in the wrong spot. And, oh, yeah, which uh, is a huge bring, problem for Jacopo Scaletro because he's still flesh from the neck down. Another nuclear is, gets bombed like, out of existence. All, all of their... Yeah, <laughs> by the by the windowless jets, which everybody thinks is just part of the X-ray anarchists, like runcheon base. Yeah, uh, uh, pyrotechnics. Wow, what a good book! And maybe that's actually his bones aren't painted on it, but it's just like the the light Glowing shining through. through him from him yeah. after he gets nuked. And he's fucking loving it because ah. at last we're going to get rid of this this ungainly flesh from my my cool yes. bones. Of course, also the soft brain matter that made that flesh move and do yeah. things. But you know, it's like yeah. it's one glorious moment of. Uh, Perfection yeah, and it's in, last, a crush, in the crushing of the, the band, the... and then of course, like only Ciro and his uh, Bone Squad are there to uh, accept the uh, honors, thereby solidifying that they are the new futurist band, and that's why we all wear crazy shoulder pads. And just like uh, Ciro Federico, those Mickey Mouse gloves that for some reason are the the highlight of yes. Vampiri della Morte, and Absolutely. that includes my notes. That's the book of it. Readers I want to, I want one of those Bobina things. Though. They're pretty cute. I'd like. It's like it's one are, of you, are you maybe a little bit jealous of the of the friendship that uh, uh, that Guinevere and I have? Even if she might be responsible for my color blindness, I'm now realizing. But then yeah. she's also gifted me with ultraviolet sight into these fun colors. That I yes, maybe that's just like your optical nerves, which are slowly dying and suddenly becoming more sensitive to other wavelengths because of the atrophy process. Fun thought to go to sleep to. Uh, so how are we going to rate this book? Oh, What's a good vampire oh, number? Vampires. Like uh, 69? No, we've done that one before. Done, you've done 68. Done you've done six- yes, we have done that. Um, What's well, a good Italian, Italian number? number? Well, uh, 11, because that's two as well. I, oh. I in Roman numerals. Oh. oh, wait. We've never done 10. 
Because 10, written it's, in Latin, is the X, is two X. Vs, which is two fives. What do you mean X is two? Yeah, you take oh. two Vs, you put one of them upside down, you've got yourself an X, and that's a 10. Is that really how it works? No, but it's beautiful. <laughs> isn't it? Okay. Uh, out of 10, we have Ciro, and we have Bobina, and we have Ottavio, Isidore, and Calegro. Uh, Calogero. So, Calogero, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. And we have uh, uh, Giacomo and Giacomo. Grazia Nuncia, and so that would give it a 9 out of 10. Yeah, that's about as that's about as reasonable a yeah, review as we've given to any book here. And this is, yeah, this is definitely for uh, Jerry Soul, uh, the book Vampiri della Morte in I Romanzi di Urania. Yep, uh, that will do it. Yes, we did. Wow, I'm so proud of us. And to the readers of home, we'd love to hear what you thought, whether you listened. Or not, so drop us a line sometime. We're covering my ass cast on Twitter and Facebook, if that's your thing. And we love being your dirty little secret. But if you tell a friend, something magical might happen. Like a leprechaun kissing your forehead while you sleep. <laughs> I'm trying something new here. <laughs> and speaking of magic, what do you have in store for us next time? Right, we will be reviewing a book from that famous series, The Gunzu Mysteries by <laughs> Betty Webb. Specifically book three in the series, <laughs> The Llama of Death. <laughs> Il Lama della Morte! Il Lama della Morte. Or, as Publishers Weekly described it, animal lore and human foibles spiced with a hint of evil. <laughs> I love it. I can't wait. Well, that about covers it. Thank you for joining us at Cover My Ass, where baffling books are reviewed but not read by yours truly. My name is Kaki. I'm Kay. And remember, we only judge a book by its cover. <laughs> I wish we could have done Il Lama della Morte okay. instead of this book. <laughs>